Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are doing Jeremiah, that's the prophet Yirmiyahu, 31c, that's uh, the chapter 31, the third portion, and we're going to start with verse 23. This is Saul Weiner, the host of the podcast. In the last uh, section, 31b, we read about how the um, prophet addressed the fears of the people of Judah that were already in exile. About half of the people were already in exile in Babylon. And of course, they knew the history of their northern brothers, the 10 tribes that had been exiled several generations prior by the Assyrians and now had seemed to disappear from the face of the earth. The Judeans, the people of Judah were, that were exiled to Babylon dreamed and yearned for a redemption to return. But they were afraid that if this lasts for a long, long time, they may disappear just like their brethren did. And Jeremiah, on the other hand, is telling them that it's going to be 70 years they should settle down, build families, build houses. So obviously he was addressing their fears. And in the last podcast, we learned how he told them not to worry because even those lost people of the 10 tribes will one day come back. Every All of the people of God will one day come back to their land and rebuild it. After expressing his love for the lost ten tribes, he now directs his attention to the people of Yehuda, the people of Judah, to the Judeans themselves, and tells them that you will see redemption. And you, because you remained at least more faithful to God than the, uh, than the ten tribes of the north, the temple will remain within Judah. And that's what we're about to read in verse 23. Ko amar Adonai tzivaot Elohei Yisrael, so says God, the Lord our God, the God of Israel. They will yet one day say this thing, in the land of Judah and in the cities of Judah. They will say this when? When I bring the people back, when I bring the nation back to their land. What will they yet say? May God bless you, Nevei Tzedek, the one whose abode, the one whose place in this world is righteousness. God is, God's. where does God reside in this world? He resides in righteousness. Har HaKodesh, which is personified by His holy mountain, His holy temple. There will yet one day be a time when people of the world will look and say, that's where righteousness resides, that's where God resides. V'yashvu ba Yehuda v'chol arav, and who shall live there? Who shall live around in Judah, in Judah, in those towns around that surround that are near that mountain, which is their capital? The people of Judah, v'chol arav yachtov, and all of the cities of Judah will again be reestablished together. Ikarim, all of the they will be inhabited by the farmers, v'nasu ba'eder, and they and those that move around the shepherds with their flocks. So both the farmers and those that that shepherd the sheep. And, and wander through the pastures will all reside once again in the land. This is verse 25 I'm about to read. Because the soul, the soul of the people that is desperately thirsty, I will give them abundant drink. And every um, uh, uh, soul that it is that's full of anguish, every soul that it is full of exhaustion, I will fill that soul with what it needs and what it desires. This is, of course, referring to the collective soul 
of the Jewish people. Verse 26, Alzos uh, was at this vision, the prophet says, Hekitsosi, I awoke from the the slumber that he was in when he was hearing it, when he was seeing the vision of God. And as we know, Jeremiah constantly sees these visions of destruction. But in this last chapter 30 and this chapter 31, he's seeing this vision of the beautiful future, the vision of redemption in the future. Jeremiah says, I awoke in Vo'era and I saw this vision, Vishinasi Arvali, and finally my sleep was sweet to me. I finally had a sleep that was that I had a sweet vision, a nice vision, a vision of comfort. Let's look at verse 27. Now that I told the people the ten, of the lost ten tribes that they're going to come back, and I told Judah that they're going to come back and rebuild the capital in Jerusalem and the temple of God, I am now going to tell you, but then in the future I'm going to unite everyone together. All the twelve tribes again will be reunited. There will be no longer a split in the kingdom, no longer civil war between the people, but rather a unity and togetherness. Behold, there are days coming, says God. And whenever we say it usually it's through all, the prophets are referring to a day, a day, that wondrous day in the future. And I am going to plant both the house of Israel, the northern kingdom, and the house of Judah, the southern kingdom. I'm going to plant my human beings and their animals. Just like I was so, so strong against them and so careful against them to lintosh v'lintots v'laharos to destroy and to uproot and to knock down ulhavir and to get rid of ulhorea and to bad to do bad just like I was so full of vengeance and anger when I punish them I will also be just as careful or maybe even more careful and more uh, concerned uh, regarding them Livnos to rebuild them Vilintoa and to plant them no Madonai says God by in that day Lo Yomru od Avot there they no longer will say the following the parents have eaten sour grapes and then and therefore that's why this the children's teeth are blunted are 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 um are, are have are weak the children's teeth are weak and broken that, that that's a saying that refers to the fact that as we've seen so many times the parents each generation was was learned their evil ways, learned their corrupt ways from the parents before them. It became such a part of the generations, which there, which God finally felt that they people reached a point where the, there was no hope for them to turn around because they were constantly learning from the generation before them that how to be corrupt. So the corruption was so ingrained in the society that there was no hope. The saying going, the, of course, the parents eat sour grapes, the kids are sour, and the kids are rotten. That's how ingrained it was in the culture. So when the people looked at the culture, they saw corruption that passed from generation to generation. But now, in verse 30, we're about to read, but what will they say in the future? People will say, no, just the opposite. Then it will not be some uh, a, a corruption that goes from generation to generation. Um, but rather each person those that are guilty will die because in the, this one day this this day in the future right there will be justice those that were evil will die and they will be gone however 
And kol ha'adam ha'ochel ha'boser tekenashinav. It is only he that eats the bad grapes. In other words, he that does bad, he will be the one that has the broken teeth. And that day in the future, justice will be clear. Justice will be obvious. The cycle of evil that goes over and over and over again will be broken. And then in those days, it will be so obvious that those that are evil will be punished and those that are good will be rewarded. This is the day in the future when finally, finally everything makes sense. When finally, finally we see the justice of God and it's clear to us. That's the day where, where it's no longer a cycle of violence and a cycle of corruption, but it is a cycle of goodness, a cycle of justice. This is, uh, concludes the third portion of chapter 31. I will do uh, the fourth portion and final portion of chapter 31 in part 31D. Looking forward to you joining me in studying that together as well.